Vox Quick Hits. You ever wonder why they call it the lame duck? Apparently, it used to be an investment term. Ian Milheiser knows why. So, so yeah, it's a term from the 18th century. And um, a lame duck used to refer to an investor who had defaulted on their debts. And so, like, the idea was because they have defaulted on their debts, their ability to remain in the market was limited and their powers were diminished. And then that term came to be applied to politicians who, you know, were also on the way out. Short-timer syndrome. Yeah. Ian usually writes about the Supreme Court for Vox, but lately he's been looking at the lame duck sessions presidents get and wondering whether it's high time the United States just do away with them. Yeah, so, I mean, my beat broadly focuses on legal policy and on the Constitution. And the U.S. Constitution is very bizarre in how it handles transitions of power. So two months ago, the American people went to the polls and they said fairly emphatically, we do not want Donald Trump to be president anymore. And yet here we are more than two months after the election and Donald Trump is still president. And it doesn't have to be that way, you know. Provided that we had the votes to amend the Constitution, it would be very easy to have a much shorter transition period. But as you say, it's in the Constitution. This is how it's worked from the jump, and this is how the founders envisioned the country working. Why change it? Let's talk about what the founders envisioned. The way that a presidential election was conducted close to the founding of the country is that people would have to travel wherever the, the election was being held. And that itself could be an ordeal if you lived many miles from your county seat. The ballots would be gathered in one place. They'd be counted. But there wasn't telephones. There wasn't even telegraphs. So the only way to get word of how many people in your community voted for who was to send someone, probably by horse and buggy, to a central location to tell them, hey, like, you know, we had this election and 800 people voted for George Washington. So people would have to travel, you know, by horse and buggy, often through swamps, as the South especially wasn't very developed at this point in time. And then once the state knew who had won the election in that state, they'd have to notify the presidential electors. And so word would have to travel to the presidential electors often across swamps by horse and buggy. And then the electors would have to meet and then Congress would have to meet. And all of this just took a lot of time when you didn't have any way to communicate quickly, when you were traveling on horseback and when you didn't in many parts of the country have like good, reliable roads. So this nation that I'm describing right now, that doesn't look like what the United States looks like right now. Like, we don't need this big, long period that exists to accommodate the fact that it used to take a really long time to conduct an election. Well, because I know you just can't wait, let's talk about what the presidential transition in this lame duck period looks like some, you know, 250 years later in 2021. Right. How has this transition gone from, let's say, November 7th, when the major media networks and much of the country, the majority of the country, realized 
Donald Trump had lost the election. So this has been an unusually active lame duck period. So it started really the night of the election with Donald Trump falsely claiming that the election was stolen from him. From all of us, from me, from you, from our country, this was a fraudulent election. We've had a rush of corrupt pardons. With just four weeks left in his presidency, President Trump late tonight granted 15 pardons and five commutations. Among them, full and unconditional pardons for two congressmen who had been convicted on corruption charges and forced to resign. We've had a major stimulus bill. A standoff between President Trump and U.S. lawmakers has ended with word he has finally signed a U.S. COVID relief and government funding bill. And then we had an insurrection. And all of this was happening under the auspices of a defeated president and under the auspices of a Senate majority leader who we now know is about to become the Senate minority leader. Okay, so that was the condensed version. But since this particular lame duck period is the reason you're arguing, you know, the country reconsider the lame duck period altogether, you want to maybe break it down a bit more? Yeah. So, I mean, election night was basically election week this year because it took so long to count the ballots. And so people probably remember there was a while early in election night where Donald Trump looked like he was performing very well because a lot of his ballots were counted before the mail-in ballots that overwhelmingly favored Biden. And so if you just looked at the ballots that had already been counted on election night, you might have come away with the misimpression that Donald Trump was winning. And Trump went on TV and decided to feed that misimpression by falsely declaring himself to be the victor. Because of the lame duck period, he then had more than two months to feed this myth that the election was somehow stolen for him. And I think that plays a big role in why we saw the insurrection recently, because it was just two months of this unfiltered propaganda. Once Trump seemed to accept that he probably wasn't going to stay in office much longer, he then started doling out favors to his cronies and specifically doling out pardons to people like Michael Flynn, his former national security advisor, or George Papadopoulos, his former campaign manager. And then we had a big fight over two really important bills. One was an almost $1 trillion stimulus package. The other was the um, annual legislation that basically authorizes the entire military budget for the next year. And you'll recall Trump vetoed the defense authorization bill, and that veto had to be overridden. He threatened to veto the stimulus bill at the very last moment. And Republicans who had been defeated in the election got to play an outsized role in deciding what would be in those bills because, of course, they still had a Republican president even though he had been defeated. And so you had major legislation being shaped by people who had been voted out of office. And then you had the insurrection. And it wasn't just that Donald Trump had spent two months repeating a lie that fueled this insurrection. It was that the participants in that election had two months to plan the thing. And 
I don't know if that insurrection would have happened if the lame duck period hadn't given them a huge amount of time to plan for it. And so this has been a particularly disastrous lame duck period. And a lot of these disasters, I think, could have been averted if it wasn't for the fact that this thing is so long. I mean, we can assume that the insurrection wasn't the founders' intention, but they did build pardons into the Constitution. They did build the ability for the president to veto legislation right. into the Constitution. How much of what the outgoing president has done in the past few months is in total violation of, let's say, you know, the founders' intent, and how much of it is just par for the course on some level. I mean, presidential pardons certainly aren't a new thing. Right. I mean, well, I want to state out front, nothing that Donald Trump has done, at least none of the things that he's done in exercising his official powers as president, is unconstitutional. The problem is the Constitution. You know, the, the problem is that the Constitution allows a defeated president to continue to wield power for so long. And so, yes, he does have the power to pardon. That is in the Constitution. The problem isn't that it is unconstitutional for the president to exercise presidential powers after they're defeated. The problem is that the Constitution lets the president exercise these powers. And as bad as the Trump transition has been, this problem of presidents using their power in very shady ways after they are supposed to leave office is not a new problem. That was an excerpt of Today Explained. To hear the whole enchilada and others like it, check out Today Explained wherever you check out your podcasts.